Hey guys, Dan at Radio Edge Go. Today we're going to be talking about course changes. I hope this helps anyone who's looking to basically shift things around, whether you're trying to take the honors math class or drop the AP class that you had accidentally signed up for and thought of a better idea. This is that time of the year, mid-May. High schools tend to be more open for students to start making those adjustments as they start figuring out their enrollment schedule for next year. Anyway, guys, if you like this channel, please definitely drop a like, comment, subscribe. It really goes a long way in, hel in helping us generate more useful content like this. So without further ado, let's get into it. So there are five common scenarios that we've determined are basically, basically should be a yellow or red flag for when you should really strongly consider changing your courses. And the first one is the most common one, unfortunately, is too many weighted courses, right? Yes, there is a such thing as too many weighted courses as they like to say, right? Too much of anything is a bad thing. Weighted courses can really wreck your GPA, or too many weighted courses can wreck your GPA. It can really wreck your life and your mental health too if you don't, you know, watch out for it. So how do you find out, am I taking too many, right? And I think parents and students ask this every year. Well, you're taking too many if, okay, first, your data from the past year or years of academic performance don't show you proof that you can handle it next year, right? So I have a lot of par uh, parents or students who are scheduled to take, you know, four or three AP classes when they barely survived one or two honors classes from the 10th grade. And it's like, let's be realistic here, right? Don't pressure yourself in taking weighted courses because you heard it looks good for college. Rather, I'd rather have you inflate your unweighted GPA because at least you did well, as opposed to over challenge yourself and just basically treaded water the whole year, right? So, you know, use your past historical data to determine, okay, am I ready for this, first of all, right? And secondly, guys, uh, you know, I think any weightage past about four, right, weighted courses total, and that's not just APs, that's also including honors courses that are UC approved as weighted courses. Anything past four I've seen is typically a bad idea, no matter who you are, especially if we're talking about four APs, anything past that. So if you're taking thinking about taking five or maybe you're pressuring yourself to self-study, right? Um, that's a bad idea because what's happening there is you're not accounting for all the time that you lose outside of class to do other profile building things that are actually more important than the classes that you're taking, right? So oftentimes I find that students dedicate way too much time, parents dedicate way too much worry <laughs> into, you know, basically getting more weighted coursework and in reality they're not spending at all enough time on things about love of learning or bolstering leadership or, you know, genuine ways of demonstrating concern for others, right? Um, and so, you know, there's all this other time that you're losing basically by taking too many weighted courses. So take both of those things into account, guys, historical data and past academic performance, as well as basically how much time am I going to have left to do other things, including sleep, you know? So obviously, uh, that's number one. Number two, the, mo the second most common uh, one is weighted courses or reason to start considering basically course changes, weighted courses in the wrong areas, right? So. Man, I can't emphasize this enough, but like, for instance, we have a ton of engineering students or, or bio students who are thinking about taking a push, right, along with, you know, three other APs. And it's like, well, AP US history probably will provide zero to no value to your profile if you're going to go into computer science, right? And then, you know, I usually hear as a response to that the same thing, what I said earlier, which is, oh, but I heard, you know, having more weighted courses helps me. Well, that's relative to many other things you have to consider. Again, how much time will you have to do other things, right? Uh, AP US History, for instance, is an excellent example because it takes so much time. It's not necessarily a hard course, but it's very time intensive. So again, you have to compare that time that you're using there to the time that now you're losing 
elsewhere, right? Working on projects, right? And bolstering your profile in other areas, like I mentioned earlier. So, you know, I think taking APs in the areas that just don't matter or weighted course in the areas that just have nothing to do with your intended uh, major. And most importantly, guys, it has nothing to do with your actual natural interests. You're going to end up burning so much time just to do only okay on this course. And you're going to basically end up losing a ton of opportunity to build your profile and actually the right and more effective ways for college anyway. So try not to take too many weighted courses or really try not to take many at, at all, if at all, you know, any weighted courses uh, in, in areas that have almost nothing to do with your major and or your interests, right? Um, so anyway, uh, let's go to the next one. So number three is uh, physics that's missing for engineering students, right? So it's weird, but a lot of students who are going to be majoring in computer science or mechanical engineering aren't taking physics until 12th grade. And that's a huge mistake, right? They're electing to take AP biology or chemistry in the 11th grade. Um, because I guess that's the normal track, right, for some people. But if you don't have physics on your transcript, guys, by the end of 11th grade, you're not going to end up being able to show anything for physics aptitude until after your college applications go in already, right? So, you know, a lot of parents instance say, well, I'm taking AP Physics in 12th grade, isn't that enough? And it's like, no, it's not. Because if you had the option to take Physics, AP Physics 1, for instance, in the 11th grade, you should have done that because you would have had two semesters or quarters or, or trimesters of grades to show for, right, your academic aptitude and readiness for an engineering department at, say, Berkeley, you know, or any university, right? So, um, you know, we always recommend uh, engineering candidates take a Physics by the end of their 11th grade. Um, to really, really demonstrate that aptitude that, that engineering departments are looking for. Um, and so number four is similar to this, right? It's actually for business students. Um, and also this applies for biology students who are thinking about going pre-med, right? But people also going into business or economics. Really good to have psychology by the end of the 11th grade. And this really serves as a backup option in case things don't really go very well, right? For instance, if you're a bio major and you double B your, you know, your bio AP bio class in 11th grade, probably not a good idea to major in bio, right? To highly competitive schools at least. Um, or let's say you're a business major and you just basically got a C in math or something, right? It's like, well, quantitative studies is a very strong metric for determining readiness for a business major. It's like, okay, you know, you probably shouldn't be applying for business to like, you know, the, the, the strongest business schools either. So it's like, well, it's good to have a backup option in case, you know, you do want to kind of take a safer route, you know, into getting into some really selective schools. And that typically is uh, psychology. We recommend cognitive science or psychology because it, push, it puts you right in the middle of really three really cool areas of, of uh, pre-professional development, right? One, you can go pre-med. Two, you can go business because you understand how people think. And three, you could even go medicine, or sorry, well, sorry, you can go computer science because uh, part of psychology nowadays is cognition, obviously, and and also it's very common to see computer science courses prerequisites for, let's say, things like cognitive science. So you can go business, med, or, or technology and AI development. It's a pretty good deal, right? And, and you have a higher acceptance rate than a lot of business uh, programs at most schools. So that's um, the fourth reason you should consider course, uh, course changes here to include this psychology course by the 11th grade if you are an intended business or biology major to just have a backup plan and the final number five is taking an accelerated math pathway or course with weak math foundations right so oftentimes uh, students are in a situation where they got placed into common core algebra one so if you do the counting right in ninth grade i got placed in algebra one common core i can i have to take technically right 
algebra or geometry common core 10th grade, algebra 2, uh, trigonometry common core in 11th grade, and then pre-calculus by the 12th grade. And, you know, for a lot of parents, they're like, well, wait, hold on, your peers are getting calculus, right? AP calculus AB, AP calculus BC by the time of the 12th grade. Let's get you on the accelerated pathway to really kind of, you know, even it out. And that's great, very well-intentioned, right? We want to try to get students, um, you know, at the same competitive uh, level as their peers. But at the same time, what, you're, what I oftentimes find is that students who are being enrolled in these accelerated pathways aren't really ready for them, right? You guys have to understand, you're taking two years of math now, compressing it into one, barely, right? During COVID, right, which is all virtual instruction and very not engaging at all, um, so you put all those things together and then you have this recipe for disaster, especially if a student does not have strong mathematical foundations. And, you know, I taught math for over 15 years of my life. It's very apparent when you're moving this fast through math curriculum, right, and you don't have, you're not strong at, say, fractions or negative numbers or, you know, absolute values or something like that. It really, really starts showing its nasty face at you on your transcripts, right, in the form of B's and C's and these accelerated math pathways. And that funny thing about that is that if you get B's and C's, right, or C's at all, right, it pretty much prevents you from going on that accelerated pathway. So you can't even continue anyway, right? So, you know, it's really important that I guess to summarize, guys, any the five reasons that I just mentioned about, you know, why you should consider course changes is really just to be genuine with yourself and not to kind of remove your pride and ego aside, remove the things that you've heard about, oh, you have to take weighted courses courses to look good for college and really prioritize the things that actually matter more to colleges in the first place, which is one, how well did you do in the first place, right? Your unweighted GPA and two, your interests, right? Students should only be taking classes, especially challenging classes in ones in areas that they actually just naturally like right so you know these are the five reasons um that you know we really kind of see for course changes and i hope this helped you out uh again if you like this video definitely share it drop a like and subscribe definitely appreciate your support guys all right see you next time